Welcome to the New Yorker for May 27, 2013. There are seven articles this week. In the talk of the town, Dana Goodyear investigates a Spider-Man mystery in California, and Nell Freudenberger visits the least probable cocktail lounge in New York City. Next, in the financial page, James Sirwicky examines the stock market's new highs. Then, Jeffrey Tubin delves into the complexities involved in New York's stop-and-frisk challenge. After that, Tad Friend looks into the apartment of everyone's dreams. And in the current cinema, David Demby reviews Before Midnight, the third film in Richard Linkletter's trilogy starring Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke, and What Maisie Knew, an adaptation of Henry James's novel set in modern-day New York City. But first, it's this week's comment. In Lines in the Sand, Elizabeth Colbert writes about CO2 and the Keystone Pipeline. A lot of what's known about carbon dioxide in the atmosphere can be traced back to a chemist named Charles David Keeling, who, in 1958, persuaded the U.S. Weather Bureau to install a set of monitoring devices at its Mauna Loa Observatory on the island of Hawaii. By the 1950s, it was well understood that, thanks to the burning of fossil fuels, humans were adding vast amounts of carbon to the air. But the prevailing view was that this wouldn't much matter, since the oceans would suck most of it out again. Keeling thought that it would be prudent to find out if that was, in fact, the case. The setup on Mauna Loa soon showed that it was not. Carbon dioxide levels have been monitored at the observatory ever since, and they've exhibited a pattern that started out as terrifying and may now be described as terrifyingly predictable. They have increased every year, and earlier this month they reached the milestone of 400 parts per million. No one knows exactly when CO2 levels were last this high. The best guess is the mid-Pliocene, about three million years ago. At that point, summertime temperatures in the Arctic were 14 degrees warmer than they are now, and sea levels were some 75 feet higher. When the milestone was passed, Keeling's son, Ralph, a geochemist at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography, glossed the event as follows. It means we are quickly losing the possibility of keeping the climate below what people thought were possibly tolerable thresholds. Maureen Ramo, a marine geologist at the Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory, was more blunt. It feels like the inevitable march toward disaster, she told the Times. President Obama will make a decision in the next few months, unless he puts it off again, as he did in 2011, about whether to approve the Keystone XL pipeline.